What's up, internets? Welcome to Movie Madness, a, a, a podcast on the same stream that you listen to the our other shows. This week, this is our first episode. Great start, baby. <laughs> if you watch the premiere episode, you can actually hear how we got here and, and get an introduction to who we are and our background in film. This week, we're reviewing Promising Young Woman, a 2020 film directed by, I missed the director's name, and starring... Emerald. Fennell? Starring Carrie Mulligan and a surprise list of recognizables. Like, I was genuinely like, oh my god, there's a big, big star-studded cast, so I'm going to steer away from even trying Mr. to listen. Mr. Krabs is in this movie. It's awesome. I thought that was a little tidbit. <laughs> For real. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> what we do here is, first, we like to take a breather in the madness, hence marching into madness, and we want to check out certain films one at a time, join in on this club twice a month, and come back Give our thoughts, and you can watch the film too, and, and you know participate in all this madness, and slow down, and not watch every Marvel film that comes out. So, as you know, we already announced what our movie today is. Raza's picking the next one. I'll use some movie magic to slide that in. And before we give everything away, if you're interested in the idea of participating in this, Panda's going to give a spoiler-free review of the film. Then we're going to cut to an ad. It's it's totally. All spoiled from there. So if you want, you can stop the show there, watch the shits, come back, have fun with us. Movie Magic Bailey here, looking as disheveled as I should, given the conditions. Raza selected his movie. We are watching The Big Sick, a 2017 film by, directed by Michael Showalter and starring Kumail Nanjani. Should be very good. Let's see. Let's see how Raza's first go goes around. You know, let's kick. Can we trust him? We'll see. Back to it. Now, without me rambling anymore, Panda, do you have some sort of introduction for us? Okay. Um, well, I was going to do something a little different, but... Um, hey, go ahead. Hmm. Switch it up. I got movie magic. We don't have to... I can edit this shit up. All right. So, so there's some terrible summaries of this movie. So I'm just going to give... The basic one that IMDb has, and we can talk a little bit about the plot before we get to spoilers, so that way I'm giving a synopsis, but then we also elaborate enough without any twists or key information, if that sounds good. Okay. Uh, so the film today is Promising Young Woman 2020. A young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That, I oh, that's, yeah, that's I was literally, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, here, here, just give me one try. You can cut this if it's terrible. A woman pushing 30 is living a double life where a traumatized event from her past has led to going out nightly or weekly, I should say, to find men that hunt for intoxicated women. That's a little sloppy, but... Uh, I, I think that's a good like, outline great. of the movie without giving too much away about it. Okay. I would have yeah. been like, here's a plot. 
That's my summary. <laughs> I think, like, also the spoiler-free but cinematography stuff would be, like, it's an anti-hero. You're not supposed to love everyone you meet in the movie. So it oh, ends that, up that, balancing interestingly. Yeah, that does get a little spoilerish. But even, Fair. like, because I, I wrote down it's considered a crime, a drama, a mystery, a thriller... And even though I went based off dark comedy, it's not included online anywhere for some reason. But it is. It's a dark comedy for yeah, sure. It is considered a, a the, the, where I watch paid movies. It's it puts it in the category of comedy, and right. all, all the other ones that Panda live, live listed. Listen, I paid for mine just to clarify. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ross has spent twelve dollars to watch this movie. I really paid for it though. <laughs> Fire! There you go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I like that. So then I'm gonna come in and do my production things. I think that was a good little synopsis. So before we start rambling about what our opinions were, if you're interested in this film, remember this is where you can pause it, go watch it. You already got a billion podcasts. Just after you're done the film, remember to hop back here, and maybe you'll like to hear our opinions on a regular basis. Also, heavy trigger warning, too, by the way. For realsies. Yeah. For realsies. <laughs> Emphasis yeah. on the trigger warning and content yeah. warning. I was going to yeah. bring that up after, but yes, needs to be said now. Thank you, Raza. I appreciate that. You're, you're a hero. Um, I don't have ads for this show on the streaming setup, so uh, uh, who's going to clap really in a fun pattern to let us know that this is where I make a cut. Yay! Are you listening to the audio version of this? Awesome. Did you hit the download button though? We need that download button. Maybe a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those could help out. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, head over to Spotify, hit that download button. You can take us on the go. If you've watched this film, you don't necessarily need to see the video version. Just hang out with us, tune in. We can be your uh, going-to-work content. If you'd so trust us, we would like to extend our, our loving offer of wasting our lives once a week. Appreciate you. So a Welcome fun back, fact, <laughs> a, a fun fact before we get into this movie. Um, do it, do it, Emerald Fennel? The director mm -hmm. yeah. is also mm -hmm. an actress. She's been in The Crown, uh, The Danish Girl, among other things. And fun fact, she was actually in Promising Young Woman as the oral expert on YouTube. In the film. Oh, the... Yeah. yeah. The, naughty, the naughty word... The naughty word say. lip girl, yeah. 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 Interesting. And then she just ruins the makeup. She's like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Welcome back. This is normally where we put in your comments on the film, your opinions as we're posting it to TikTok or the reviews of this episode, wherever, you know, we're on YouTube, all those formats. We'll take them, highlight them here. Now, hopping into the actual individual perspectives. Panda wanted to open up because it was Panda's turn to pick. So fire away, my man. All right. Um... I guess I should start with, uh, we hadn't completely figured out how this podcast was going to go, and when I suggested a 
comedy horror, you guys were just like, yeah, um, subgenres, and you suggested one. Let's go with that. And I went through all the comedy horrors that I could think of. There's some good ones that I guarantee that both of you haven't seen, but I feel like this podcast we're trying to suggest good films overall and i'm hoping to suggest things that i know that both of you will like at least from my perspective and so i wanted to go with uh a dark thriller comedy uh mystery and uh yeah so this movie came to mind because it was pretty recent um has everyone's favorite white boy Bo Burnham in it among a whole cast of small parts like Adrian, uh, Adam Brody, McLovin, like you said, Mr. Krabs, Jennifer Coolidge. Um, yeah, I didn't know that till I Googled it. I was like, that, that lady looks familiar. Stifler's mom, it? you know, Allison yeah. Brie, yeah, Allison Brie, yeah, yeah she's um, reading this. Uh, Sam Richardson, who's an underrated actor who's starting to blow up, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie when I first saw it, and I know that you guys both have, um, you know, political talks. And <laughs> so when I was actually looking up this movie, I found that a lot of people consider it to be the female Joker. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear what you guys thought of the film and if that holds any weight. And uh, yeah, do you want to? You want to start, Bailey? I don't. I don't mind. You, you take it, taking the reins on. Okay, on, I'll take the this. reins, and that's yeah. the way uh, you lead in with the political stuff, and that's like this is an example of a film where the little bit of the wokeness comes in for me because it's like, bro, there needs to be some way that we need to figure out how to do an appropriate content warning that we can all agree on. Because I'm not someone who's gone through trauma and the way the opening scene of the movie, I was like, they did a good job of directing it because it felt so real. I've seen so many drunk university guys. That's how it's gross. It's very gross. And it felt all too real. I was like, okay, this is like, for me, it brought up that woke example of like, yeah, we got to figure out some way that we could be like, okay, <laughs> heads up. It may make you feel a little funny to watch this movie. Right. But from there, I, my initial perspective of that, it, it, I enjoyed that it was a subversion of the traditional, like thriller movie where it's like vengeful woman becomes serial killer it was like a big subversion of that by giving her autonomy and making her an anti-hero and and not over sexualizing her at the same time but it's still a little simple it was just still like here we're gonna flip this basic femme serial killer on its head but like not really expect they, they, she still needs to have a attractive boyfriend love interest she still needs to work at a coffee shop like there isn't any expansive character development that could have been awesome she could have been doing fire shit imagine like how many other things she could have been doing in her normal boring life that added to like the norman batesiness of her personality cuz Clearly, she was a meticulous planner, and it didn't really highlight any of that meticulous planning. 
And that was what it was like. This is kind of lacking. You're showing that you have this intelligent, deep character, and you're showing like 1% of that. And it adds to the intrigue, but if it's the female Joker, you're not showing what makes her the Joker. So I have one thing to say is that she is not a killer, in my opinion. I was, yeah, I was, that's what I was, I was thinking. It, yeah. it implies, and again, like we can talk about this before the spoiler warning, but uh, she keeps track using three different colors in her book uh, red, blue, and black. And one of them, I believe it's uh, red. Uh, with McLovin's character, I'm sorry, I'm not saying his name, um, mm -hmm. because his situation was light, all she did was scare him. And then yeah. you, you jump to Adrian Brody's segment, which was before that, and that was harsher, and she used a different color. But there's one color that we don't see, and we know that Adrian Brody's character, despite whatever level you want to consider his actions, he survived because his friend knew That's something about this crazy girl. But the question is, is what's that third color mean? Is that like where someone gets completely aggressive? I think I don't. Didn't she do the red when she saw the, the lawyer guy? Cause like, I think red means like, like, somebody who has like you know redeemed or like has already punished themselves for what happened that's what Fair. i thought there you could be you you could def i did forget about the lawyer part so you yeah. might be onto something I, I did totally miss this i totally missed this but yeah. i think roz is right i think she like circled the lawyer or did something different for the lawyer right. and it throws you off because after adrian brody's scene which, again, I know there's no context for anyone who hasn't seen this yet, but she's eating a hot dog, and she's got red all over her. And you think, wait, is that blood? Is she walking down the street with blood yeah. on her shirt? But it's just ketchup yeah. from her hot dog. And it shows her um, lack of caring yep. and mm -hmm. sloppiness, but mm -hmm. she's intentionally doing it. Yeah. So she, so she's not a dumb character. Anyways, onward. That opening sequence was like one of my like favorite opening sequences in like movies. I really like that. I was like, that's very cool how they did that. The editing of that, I was like, hmm. yeah, I, I gave about this. I gave that warning, but it was it did it evoked the emotions well. It was well built. It was very. I I agree. I would agree with that. It's. The 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 stakes were pretty good in that m m movie, and without spoiling it, I think the payoff could have been a little bit more. I could have, I feel like it could have been like more weightful to, to more weight to it because it did build up to where everything is coming to a point, and then whatever happens have happens. But like up until like the climax, I thought. Like I was, uh, uh, it was hitting all the the story beats. The twists were, I was actually saying, "What the fuck? No, and that sucks!" and stuff like that. But like, 
the uh, the uh, it's just like it was a good the narration was told in a very effective way as like I, I don't know about you guys but I felt hella uncomfortable during those those scenes you know I was like hmm, I'm gonna fast forward through that may 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 maybe I should just skip this this part but it, it did a good job at, at like showing you the reality of this mm-hmm. this this situation and or or, or this topic but I, I I just felt the the ultimate goal could have been a little more like justified like a little like I feel like more justice could have been done uh for the characters that you know who I'm, I'm I'm talking about but like like what happens I just felt like the the end goal was like it was there, but like it, it was just kind of rushed. It was like, okay, let's 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 tie everything up and then let's end it all on a high note, and then let's finish the movie there. But ultimately, everything leading to to that, like her character development, was amazing. Um, I I found Bo Burnham kind of cringe. I was like, you're stay in your lane. Maybe you're good as a stand-up but maybe not actor it was a lot of stuff he was doing was it felt forced a lot of like oh uh do you do you want to go to date you asshole and it's like oh just typical bo burnham over here but yeah that's ultimately a good seven out of ten seven out of ten seven out of ten I'm around yeah. there. I'm seven-ish. I would maybe give it a seven point two or four, but it's still closer to seven. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. It, I would. I recommend this. I've recommended this movie this weekend to like two other people. So I'm just like, it's definitely a movie you all should watch. And uh, like, can I add one more thing from my opinion? Yeah. Like, what I thought was interesting was how they didn't sexualize the lead and not in a super social justice perspective, but just from filming the scenes and developing the character and giving her that time for the dialogue. It was like very well done in that way. Cause you're not, le- you're not literally, it's, you're not pulling game of Thrones. You're not leaning on nudity to create the appeal of the film you're making. Right. And it, which is empowering for the humans playing these roles, as well as a very good writing, and that yeah. impressed me. Yeah, yeah, I concur. I yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and and she, the only time she is sexualized is when the character wants herself to be sexualized, and that's why I like Bo Burnham in this role because he comes off as that awkward guy who is like loosey goosey with whatever this person he's trying to, you know, become partners with mm-hmm. in a romantic sense. Um, it's a good balance to our main character because there doesn't seem to be a lot of light in her life. Her parents are trying to kick her out of her house or get her to move out. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like the the only light in her life before Bo shows up is literally her boss, mm-hmm. you know, and and she doesn't even like the job, she's doing it. And see, we, we talked about this is that 
I don't think we've talked about it on stream yet, but you were mentioning how um, how she works in a coffee yeah. shop, but that that is her choice. Like she literally says at one point that it would take her ten seconds to like have the ideal life. So she's choosing to stay at home. She's choosing to work at a shitty coffee shop because it it seems like almost like Batman. It's like <laughs> not to wrap it all around to Batman, but she has she has purpose elsewhere in her life. Everything else is just second. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, like the character of Ryan. In like, I'm I'm not saying like like Ryan isn't the issue here. Ryan is not the issue. It's Bo Burnham. He is he is. I think him as acting in this type of role like sure he could have done a lighter comedy where he's like fucking making like actual jokes and stuff like that but in this where he's not himself which is kind of weird like i do um, appreciate when actors go into a different role that's like completely out of the, their thing and they do it so well but then when somebody like him does it it's just like it's weird and off-putting, at least to me. It's like, maybe you should try something else before you jump into this. I don't know Bo Burnham's filmography outside of his own stuff. I, he may have done stuff, but like I just yeah, feel like yeah. he, he was sort of like... He felt sort of out of place in certain scenes. Like, to, like I get the whole balance part, but like it, it became this like two extremes where she's he, she he's too he's too happy and she's too sad right it, it, it became that at some point where like i was like okay they're really not really compatible well the, it the movie made them out to be compatible but it was like they're it's just two different like i guess polar opposites attract but fuck. yeah so fuck do i yeah. know how do you relate compatibility i don't want to try to go off too far on the tangent but then like what is that what are you looking for is what i'm trying to ask Oh, like, like not being that extreme of of her, of being like the extreme opposite of her, where like he's he's trying, he's overdoing the like, are you okay? He's like being, he's trying so hard to be that that positive thing. Like, if any other actor did did it, it would have been more believable. It would have been like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna actually feel him trying, but it's. Bo Burm doing it, it feels like it's kind of forced, and him being a comedian, also, it's like he's literally trying to, like, trying to, yeah, like a very distant thing f from her. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you don't like Bo Burnham. So. No, I do, I do. But his his stuff in this would... movie it was just like it was weird. It was like this is not so. Again, he, he seems like such a positive, and even though he's awkward, he's outgoing, right? He's like, I'm in this position, I'm not going to get a second chance, because we're already having this awkward moment, which, okay, until the end, until the twist, one of the twists, I relate 100% to this character. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I'm awkward, Sometimes, like, because I overthink and I feel like if I'm in a position, I have to take that leap now or I'll never have that opportunity again. And again, we like that's the counterbalance to him ending up being a shit person 
is that he's also very self-aware. So when he gets caught with the fact that he had involvement with the incident, he knows he's fucked because he is self-aware, right? So in that aspect, I think he's a well-written character and he's the right performer for that role because anyone else in that role, I feel like we would have seen the twist coming. And I don't know if you guys had predictions of him being involved with... He did seem good to be true. That's what I... I I like... Her second involvement when he went to, like, to the apartment scene. Am I allowed to say, say that now? Yeah. Like, okay. When he, they were walking after their second date, I think, and they went to the apartment, I was like, okay. All right. They, this feels... This feels weird, and 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 then after that, I was kind of like, I was like hoping for him to be good, up until like the entire movie. But then at that when, uh, when, yeah, they went to her his apartment. I was like, okay, and then she also reacted in a in a very in a way that I I, I didn't expect her to react at all. I was like, okay, maybe she's feeling something something because of of the entire context of what she she's doing with the other sort of things like this right. is what Bo what Brian was feeling was a genuine thing but i guess uh uh her she like it, it felt different to her and at that point i was just like okay maybe there's a little, little bit that goes on here but i was still holding my breath and then all of a sudden like the twist still hit me hard i was like oh my god like how did they did a twist Mm-hmm. I thought that was very well well done, but I was like, okay, that's cool. But then, Bo Burnham, I liked him when he becomes a little bit of of like dickish. Asshole. Yeah, yeah. Asshole. That was like when I fucking failure. Yeah, yeah. That was the same apartment scene. Was that's when my writer's brain went off immediately. I was like, oh, we're getting some sort of ex. Like we're he's getting a good guy scene cuz he's about to do some something shitty's going to happen in relation to him he's either going to be involved in this somehow or like it was immediately as soon as i had the apartment scene it's like oh something's going to happen yeah but and- my quick thing super quick is adding to the relatable character development Bo burnham was m- medium on me didn't hate him didn't love him i thought it was slightly overacted but uh him being a doctor trying to like as a writer stepping back right like that's a doctor's perspective. He's kind of isolated. He just did fucking 10 years at med school. That's the, That was his big crush. He's working the job every day. He's got his 10-hour days at the hospital. So, like, you know, it was kind of believable in that way because it's an intelligent guy taking that leap. And I kind of back up what you were saying there, Cody. It kind of fits into that right. story that they developed for the character. See, and that's how I know it's good writing because um, if it's bad writing then I can predict a whole movie. But when it comes to more, you know, um, thought out films, I I truly struggle with trying to piece things together unless they're laying bricks, which I don't feel they were at all for his character here, right? It's like so obvious. It's like they went to school together. He knows all the people involved, right? But that scene outside of the building... Right, where he's like, do you want to come up and have a drink? Mm-hmm. Personally, I felt like that was more about her, at least the first time watching, because it's her reaction to a completely normal situation, 
right? Like, this is our our second date, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, look, we're at my apartment. Do you want to come upstairs? You know, it doesn't mean like he's trying to fuck her right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? No, but it's like, just like, like mm-hmm. come make yeah. out. Yeah. And then, and then she instantly, as soon as he walks off, not that she is like realizing that he's gone, she kicks over a garbage can to show her rage because she is living this double life so hard that like she is pissed at the idea of even being offered a drink or going to someone's house because she has this toxic point of view of men and that was pretty and then yeah and then yeah what if it was more simple what if she was just frustrated what if she's like oh fuck like i wish i didn't have this like what if it was more i i see what what you're saying panda i see what what you're saying but like i i i i just like 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 because it, it's that a reaction that made me feel like maybe she's being like, like, like she's doing, that's her defense mechanism automatically coming into gear. Right. And I'm just like, maybe that's the right way of telling me that she, we, the audience has no, no, there's, a, there's probably a, uh, a thing, an unspoken thing that she uh, already picked up about Ryan. And that's why it's, that's what I thought it was going to come from. And I was like, okay, maybe, Ryan, I should be 70% like, I should like him 70%. Maybe there's something wrong with him. And, Fair. Uh, I, I mean, see, that's the thing. That might be the one thing I don't like about this movie is that, so I agree with you, um, and obviously her intuition was correct. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's debatable because people change and all that, but then we get to see his true colors. Yeah. But... um but yeah, maybe that—that's the woke aspect that kind of gets on my nerves. Is because she's wary of all men, and then the one that you know has the potential to change her mind, to change her life, yeah. ends up being a bad apple. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's just it's it, and probably the worst, right? Wasn't he like one of the worst ones though? Which is Steve? Which yeah, is like. like I like, I think it was good he was in the tape. I think it was a good realistic personally and I, I don't I would I'm not getting at you cuz I definitely don't think it's a negative perception to have that. It definitely takes away like that fairy tale aspect of it, but I think right. I I found it very humanizing. There's a lot of people uh, without judgment, without me from my socioeconomic perspective. This guy, this white guy, Jim Brown, medical student, that's like a very, for many people, that's like hella relatable. They were at some fucked up frat party, some, they saw some weird shit, and that's, this could, it was very relatable, so I didn't think it was necessarily bad or detrimental to add that dynamic because i thought it like was 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 something that could naturally happen to someone with that unknowingness of what they were getting into because everyone made some mistakes we i me me and panda grew up in a wild environment i've seen some shit when i was young bro Uh, who who knows if we had cell phones back then people could be pulling it out on us on twitch right now like uh, 
you know, it's something that's relatable, yeah, no, no. just in a different uh, context. Demographic. Right. No, I I get it completely, and and I, and that's why, like, when I was watching those scenes, to what your point, to other people, like people, and who were like, who can, who have lived this life, were like, oh, like, like it's like, oh, I can under, understand this more. But to me, it's a little cringy because I like not cringy. It's it's more like, like. I feel weird watching them because like I'm looking at it from the outside in and I just like, cause I can't unrelate my, myself that right. all about me. So when I see these scenes, like, Oh, us guys act like that. Oh no, that sucks. But like in reality, in their world, that is a hundred percent what's going on. Right. And I totally get, get, right. get that, which is why I, I give this movie a nice fresh seven out of 10. Um, actually, so like it, it's not—it's kind of a joke, but not really. But uh, so like I, I really like Bo Burnham, and that has nothing to do with like I hear all your thoughts. Both mm. of you made great points, and I completely agree, and I understand. And I have a weird way of grading movies, so thinking about it now in the context, I might give it like an eight out of ten, a little bit higher than you guys. Mm. Um, but uh, one of the things that I love, again, I relate to this character to a certain point, but the... I hope to a certain point. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... No, you're not alive right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, literally, I'm not exaggerating. It has one of my favorite scenes from a movie in the last couple of years, and it's the pharmacy scene when yes. Paris Hilton starts to play because Paris Hilton, yeah. <laughs> I am Bo Burnham in that situation. If I'm with a girl and we're vibing and Paris Hilton comes on, I am going to act like a goof. Right. 100%. Maybe the, the, this is me and, and like talking about, oh, white people are cringe as fuck. That scene was a, was just... I just was like, oh my god, these fucking white people dancing off key, off, <laughs> off tone, everything in a fucking pharmacy, uh, fucking typical white people shit. So th that's where I, I I was laughing at that. I was like, I, I, I can see Bailey, people like Bailey or you, pa Panda, yo. do, doing this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yo. I was like, okay, fucking let's go. Continue on the story. I don't care about this fucking fringe fest you guys going on here but no like i it's it's it, it, it's all yeah it's 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 a fucking hard movie hard movie right and she's she's actually a smart character too because i think she knew what was uh what she was getting into because of the the literal ending of the movie but right. the one thing i want to talk about is the lawyer which you said you f f forgot um, so I'll talk about that stuff some more because it's, it's just like, I feel like out of all of her victims per se, he was the only one I think that got like some sort of like, well, not redemption, redemption because he was beating him, him himself up over it. And she literally felt like, Oh, you're, I don't need to do anything. You, you, you're already fucking taken care of. All right, we're fucking, but just stop crying on me, please. Uh, and she, but and then the ending scene where, where she, uh, he gets the letter of thing, and I was like, oh, okay, so 
she actually trusts him too enough to do this. So I've, I felt that lawyer was like the, aside from her, her, her boss was like the only two people that actually had like some sort of moral compass after. Right. Yeah. I, I did want to bring this up. So first off, I didn't forget about the lawyer scene. In general. <laughs> it's, it's Alfred Molina. By the way. Character. Yeah, no doc. Ock. Right. That's so. His performance is great. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it seems a touch like over the top, but in the context, he's literally having like a mental break and realization of the horrible things he's done. So it works. And in that scene, it's like the only time when she seems scared because she's so caught off guard and used to people being <laughs> shit. Yeah. Right? And, and she went in with Again, tying back to how she viewed Bo's character, right? Uh, having um, foresight for a situation and then having it go completely the opposite way. Where yeah. he mm -hmm. starts approaching her and then she like shrivels up. And that's the only time that we really see her, aside when Wonderful. she's getting strangled, <laughs> yeah. where she's weak, you know, in some sort of yeah. sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just that entire scene was just like okay, it sort of humanized her to me. It was just like mm -hmm. okay, you can actually see behind there is human there. He's just in front of that iron curtain, uh, which a, a lawyer has enough uh, power to, to like to mm -hmm. to to melt. But it's and I did like yeah, it's, it just had a, had a whole thing show to like in that whole thing the whole history of, of of where the story came from one like people suffer mm -hmm. in their own way nobody else was suffering i get that but like this lawyer was literally you know beating himself up over this one thing and like it could show me that maybe people can change right but it's also a movie uh, so i don't i i i do have hope for that but ultimately i think out of this realm it's just like a, a different story given given um he is literally the only character that learns his lesson even allison brie uh her character you know she, yeah sure she admits that she did wrong and she gives up the footage of this incident yeah. which in my opinion because oh. she had leverage it was still guilt. It was still done yeah. out of guilt and shame. Yeah, she got and, got, so she gave it up. You know what I mean? And, but she didn't she, learn lesson. That's what. No, yeah, exactly. But the literally how her character exits the film is one more thing: don't ever fucking contact me again. So she's getting that out of the situation as well, because she's mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this situation, even though she is a part of it, because she. Yeah. Maybe she's not as bad as Bo's character because she wasn't physically there, but she's one of the people that could have, you know, contested this lawsuit and yeah, yeah. saved a woman's life. Yeah, and she's just sorry she 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 got caught. Otherwise, she would have lived her life. Where as a lawyer, right, would be like he's he's after the fact he's suffering, still suffering from it. So he's like. He ha he's just like I will never forgive myself, right? Mm -hmm. And that was okay, all right. 
and and Maybe even you have some some sympathy for him. He he asks her like, "Are you here to hurt me?" And yeah. and it's like one of the few times again where she's not prepared, and she's like, "Do you want me to hurt you?" Yeah. Even though she has a guy standing outside, by the way, that's ready to yeah. fuck yeah, him up. Fuck him up, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Um, he is like, yeah. Like, because he, he's self-tormenting himself. Mm-hmm. And it, genuinely, like, even her parents, because when, when you guys brought this up, of how morals come into play of every single character, aside from the coffee shop owner, um, her parents are, like, not there either. They're in their own world of, mm. of like, I guess, retirement and living this basic ass life and their entire focus is on their daughter who is yeah. not really doing anything with her life yeah. yet so, living the batman life yeah so stop like, in and... there the batman life can i touch in on something i noticed real quick because it will get yeah, lost yeah. in translation like you touched on the family yeah. there Mm-hmm. They had the one scene where Allison Brie walked into the house to look at the furniture, like to go into the living room where she passed the phone over, right? Right. They they visibly showed Allison Brie, like, look at all the shit, like, what the fuck is this house? Like, yeah. were they trying to mm-hmm. illustrate that they were just super prim and proper white people or what was weird about it? I couldn't understand what was weird about it. That's what I did. I think get. it was like the old decor she walked into. It was like fucking evil. This looks like like a like a like an old people. Okay. Well, what I took That's away like... from it because we also get the dinner scene with Bo Burnham's character meeting the parents, and everything just seems off. It seems awkward, and possibly I could be wrong, but maybe the statement is is that time kind of froze on this family when that mm. family friend died. Or yeah. this downfall of, right? And that's why the, the, the parents are plain as hell. Um, they're selfish, in my opinion. Even though, like, they're, oh, yeah, they're nosy, so they're still selfish there. Even if they care about their daughter, they literally give her a fucking travel bag for her birthday as a, <sighs> you're 30 yeah. now, get, get out. out. That was pretty funny. That was pretty, yeah. but like, <laughs> like, like, like her, her, her dad just like, I think after the, the dinner with Brian, her dad just like, we've also missed you. So I, I thought there was some sort of like, a rekindling going on there. But I forgot the interview, uh, of the, what happens with the parents? Uh, like they do an interview about, uh, their daughter, and remember they're like talking she's about. Missing? And she's missing, yeah. And they're like, talk- and it's just like, oh, you don't really, okay. That's that to me shows like, oh, they're they're just not concerned as they should be, right? About these things. So it's it, it's like a give and take. I I think. Well, for, in this reflection, as you guys are saying this, I'm wondering if it's supposed to show that like the parents are stuck in time, that the parents have these same psychopathic tendencies. Maybe not well, that well, far. But no, go ahead, Reza, because I'm sure you have a more thought out. No, I, I, I just because everybody's telling her to move on. So I, I, but I think, a psychopath would also be like, don't care, fucking 
they died. Fuck oh, it. I'm a psychopath now, Bailey. Well, my dick, Bailey. That's up All for right, debate. That's up Move for on. a debate. Different podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Move on. Move on. <laughs> I so think, everybody is psychopathy in 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 that story. Then that says because her Nina's mom literally says, uh, like she she goes to Nina and Nina is like, "Why are you here?" And but like, Nina's mom expresses the emotion. Nina Nina's mom expresses it from an empathetic right, yeah, point of there view. There is that emotion. Okay. Yeah. One more character that's redeemable. Yeah. Nina's mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, did Nina unalive herself? That's what I was missing. Yeah, yeah that's basically okay. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's it's it's never said, but it's heavily implied. It's implied, yeah. 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 Okay. Because like her, they do talk about how like her mental health declined, and I think she wasn't eating. They mentioned something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I gathered okay. as well. I gathered. I didn't catch okay. that, but yeah, I didn't. Um, I knew that. I don't. She. Yeah. That what Bailey said. She did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Check, check in on the homies. Check in on the homies. Bring it up, what? Panda. Get it. Get us out of the dump. Get us out of the dump. I, okay. Um. Um. Well, the yeah. dancing in the pharmacy scene. I can also, if you want me to flip it back, I could totally see. I see that as you. I was watching the pharmacy scene. I was like, Panda's gonna be like, yeah, this is this is me. I could see. I thought this. It was both of you. I saw both of you in that scene. You're racist, Raza. You just see a white face and you're like, they would dance like that. Like, I see Bailey just singing along. This to, is just to us in his head, man. It's just in his head. We're just doing awkward dances in his fucking head. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. No matter how cringe you are, just live your life, yo. Live your life. Live in the moment. Yeah, li- literally. Yeah. Eat, eat, eat all the mayo you want. Just don't worry about what I say. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dorks. Um, but and that ending. That ending. I was, I was good. Uh, I'm on the same wavelength. Fucking, go there. That's where. Do you want to talk so. about that now? Yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah. So the ending was like a panda of uh, uh, sort of cock tease it a little bit. But uh, the ending, I was. Totally off guard. I didn't expect that ending at all. So I was like, I'm sad now. So first off, um, I love the use of that toxic cover, which was made specifically for Mm -hmm. this movie, the Britney Spears cover, which actually the Britney Spears song is sampled by a Bollywood movie. So I was even thinking about that when I was watching because it was interesting. You to... me, Panda? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking about Bailey because he lives in an area where he probably eats curry every night, you know? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it was interesting to in my head because that's how I think about things is like that song was from a bollywood movie and then britney spears in the 2000s was like i'm gonna sample this or whoever creates her songs and does like producing and then to have that go into classical music which you know it gets used in trailers a lot and luckily they use this for the trailer but it's actually part of the film because like it or not the main character is toxic and she's going after toxicity as well. And that kind of all wraps around to 
the hot dog scene that I was talking about. You know, she's walking around, you see red on her, so you think violence, but it's her willingly being messy. And that kind of sums up the ending, where Mm -hmm. she's satisfied by eating her hot dog, or getting to eat her cake, getting her cake and eating it too, um, because the outcome... Even if she didn't um, hope for her, she didn't want to die, I assume, because she struggled pretty hard. Um, yeah. But she was prepared for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. She, she knew her location, and she let the lawyer know. She left the phone with him. She left her half of the necklace with the coffee shop owner. Yeah. And was wearing um, her besties bracelet or something. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was a heart heart necklace mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah, yeah was broken right, yeah, which yeah. which helped find her body by the way. Without mm-hmm. without that, because like you can assume what happens after the movie, but that's going to be a crucial part in that lawsuit. Or uh, it's going to be yeah the sequel. Raza, is Raza, be a, do you know a it? A long form suits movie. Do you know why she was satisfied with the outcome either way? You know what was yeah. had either way? Do you know what was yeah. had? Whether it's a spilly hot dog or someone's going to prison? What? You what don't know? It? Justice! No. Justice! It's vengeance. Justice. It's vengeance. Do it again. Do it again. No, but uh, I just want to. You brought up the. Uh, this isn't as important, but like uh, in the intro, after she does her business with Adrian Brody, is that his name? Yeah. The. The construction guy's catcaller, which is to me, it's funny as fuck because it's in the morning. Uh, they should be working, and then and then I was laughing at the part that she stopped and then started staring at them, and then continuously staring at them. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny actually. And she just ate her her hot dog, kept on staring at them, and I, I thought that kind of to me that set the bar for the humor, right? Yeah. For me, and I and that was like. The dry sense mm-hmm. of, of of humor she had was like, right. I really like that. Like that's like she's capable. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying there. I don't know what you're implying about construction workers not working in the morning. Because <laughs> as a construction worker in the past, oh, these ones, these ones were just straight up fucking not doing anything. Yeah, like, yeah, and they're getting paid. That's how, yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. That's the job, Raza. But no, but I'm I'm I I did like like how that scene sort of like like set, set the humor for, right for me. It was just like okay, it, it's gonna be like this. It's gonna be very dry, very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm in, and that's what it was. And then Bo Burnham, his comedic style works with that, right? But it's still. I mean, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek um, comedy in this film, without yeah. Bo even, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Like, even... like They've got one-liners in a very serious situation. Um, McLovin, 
I, I apologize. I'm yeah, never, I never know his name either. Right? Yeah. Um, so after that incident, you know, he's all coked up and he's like, oh, I'm going to write a novel about men in society these days and how mm-hmm. they view love. And, yeah. and then he tries to make a move on her, but he is semi-respectful, even though he's doing terribly broke things. Yeah. And <laughs> he sticks his hand up her skirt. Um, yeah. He did make sure she was awake. And then when she confronts him, scares the shit out of him, she's leaving, and she's like, oh, by the way, your novel sounds like shit. Like, that's a one-liner yeah. in a very fucked-up situation where it's like she's being funny because she has the upper hand. And those moments, whenever she has the upper hand and makes someone stumble, like the Dean. We didn't even touch on the Dean. I forgot about the Dean completely. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, shit, I forgot about her. The Dean, didn't, I didn't okay, think was done good thing enough. I the took... Dean was like, it was so quick, it was so small, I would have liked to see the Dean be guilty, but then at the same time, you would have been featuring her shaming another woman for too long when it's supposed to shame more people like McLovin, so it was like a weird, you've got a big give and take of like... But then look what she's doing to Alison Bree's character. Character. And she gets it... her drunk. And it shames her. And the dean's daughter, she she's like yeah. she's pretty, but she ain't too smart, yeah. is she? Yeah. She, she did get band, into a stranger's car. Right. And the band's name, by the way, I I, I made a note of of this. The band's name, mm-hmm. funny. I'm not sure if it's. It, I'm fuck. I don't care. It's Wet Dream. That's the band's name. I was. That to me, was probably a, a fucking like. A joke right there, and I oh, laugh. But if it wasn't fucking talk about lack of self awareness, but I, I, I enjoyed that entire like how she picks up her like uh, the kid because she's just doing everything based on on the fact that this band is exi- is existing. And then yeah, it, it goes back to like yeah, your daughter was not that hard to to you know to get to get. So I don't maybe she's going. It's just right. I gotta process it, this movie still. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're still ruminating. You still don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I do feel how I feel about it, but it's just it's it's, it's like an interesting sort of like at least for us to look into a problem that that uh, we are our gender is primarily you know talked about in this movie, movie, so it's interesting seeing from that perspective. Right. And it's just like, it's like from, sorry. So that, so on that point, that was something I was thinking about often watching it, is I feel like, man, this could come off so douchey. Um, So I feel like the three of us are at least socially aware, so we're watching it from an objective perspective, as men, aware we're watching it as men. I feel like the people who are men who need to heed the lessons in this movie are just totally going to in one, out the other. Like, oh, wow, yeah. that McLovin guy sure was fucked up. Bob Burnham is in this. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was thinking that as watching. Yeah. I was like, the people that should be listening to this, though, probably ain't listening to this. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's the toxic trait in me because I'm like, I love Bo Burnham. I'm awkward. Oh my God, he's singing Paris Hilton. Uh, 
I relate to this guy, and then it's like mm. shattered. When... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm glad you know it didn't. That didn't happen to me because, like, it. A lot of the stuff was like, okay, I this happens, I'll fucking. Yeah, but as Bailey said, it's gonna the people that it's supposed to hit aren't gonna be hit with it because it's like they're seeing it for yeah. When I saw it, when you recommended this to me, Panda, I was like, oh, Bo Burnham's in it. Let's right. okay, fucking, I'm on board immediately. And now it's it's now the opposite. I enjoyed the movie not for Bo, Bo Burnham, but for like the the messaging behind it. But yeah, it's just I just. But the thing about this, really, you and I give this movie a seven out of ten, right? But it's like critically acclaimed, and people are I like, "This it. needs to be, people. This movie needs to happen. Like, people need to talk about this stuff, and more of these movies need to happen, which is great." Yeah, that's why I'm trying to be careful because yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm not totally being like this shit. The bit. It's like either way, still a step that way. So I'm trying not to like put it down in any manner in that degree. It, yeah, it made not. the topic more, like, approachable, I think. It made it, like, oh, it's not, like, something that gets super dark. It's not super dark, but, like, it's serious enough to, like, to tr try to teach you or try to show you that world. That was an aspect I, I really loved about this movie, is that her her motive is really just making people acknowledge uh, facts, mm -hmm. right? Acknowledge what they're doing currently, acknowledge uh, beliefs that they defend, uh, acknowledge, uh, you know, stuff that people have tried to put behind themselves. And... Yeah, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I feel... I essentially she doesn't want people to like like burn on the cross for what they did they just she wants them to acknowledge what they did understand what, what they what they did and actually like repent for what they did don't like don't like be, become a buddhist right overnight because of you're so sorry right you right. need to like she wants them to feel guilt she wants them to feel that way and it's an interesting concept there, too, because, again, we don't know what she did to Adrian Brody's character, but it seems like every character that we see that she has intentions of, like, physically hurting, mm -hmm. one, one is the lawyer, and he does something unexpected, where he acknowledges his wrongs, and then there's no use for violence, right? Yeah. yeah. And then jump ahead to the end... Where she's like, I'm going to pull out some medical tools, which we don't know if she had done in the past, but I assume maybe it's for for the bit, possibly, or there's some but sort of was, yeah, yeah philosophy there of like violence isn't the answer because you might be wrong, or you might be the one who gets brutally fucking suffocated by a pillow <laughs> yeah yeah honestly um yeah it's like oh and and did ryan know by the way this is what i want to talk about did ryan know her mission did was he in the dark 
he was of this. Yeah, he was in the dark. Yeah, I think he was. Okay, because that would have been a lot worse if he knew and he just played along about that. That would have been a lot worse. But okay, yeah. I was sort of like that like scene never, though when he, she like shows him. I was like, hmm, now we're gonna they see. Didn't even like, imply it's, that they talked about it at all. They didn't even imply that they talked about seeing her at the bar. Like that, she was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Let's move on from it. Yeah, but when she shows up to save her relationship because she realizes there's something good there, um, she she lays herself on the table. Maybe not herself. She lays her cards on the table. That sounded yeah. pretty wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she you know she's just like, um, I care about you. I want this to continue. What you saw mm-hmm. last night, let's forget about that. Right, 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 yeah. right. Instead of being like, was that you in your bat costume? Right. (laughs) And that whole thing, that that entire interaction where he meets her, like, at like doing her whole Batman stuff, uh, it it just it just what it just brushes away completely effort. Like there, like he's like, oh. She like the guy says, "Oh, she she's yours." And Bo Burns like, "Oh, she, she she's mine." He he walks into the bar and then she just carries away, acts sober again. I'm just like, there should have been. I feel like more time here. This, this scene should have been like uh, a little bit more explosive. I feel like one of them should have been like yelling at the other because mm-hmm. there is that sort of under unspoken relationship at that point. Well, that's the thing. It, to to go back to his character, he seems like a very mellow dude, and I've seen a lot of film, okay. a lot of female filmmakers and film writers talk about female rage and how it's been uh, depicted in film, right. and because sure, there's going to be women out there that will freak out worse than a man will on you. But there's also a lot of women that stay very calm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they it's all internal. And that's how I feel her character is depicted. That's fair. Yeah. When I saw it, I was just like her reaction to it seemed like very like, oh, okay. I Because at that point, I thought that's it. They're done because right. she didn't have any in, investment to 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 like try to further stop him right because she was like oh this is not what it look it looks like he's like okay walks in yeah. it's like okay uh i i guess i did all i could do and then yeah. that's what i felt but no but like you make you make a very valid point of about how it's like in, like it's it's it, it feels di- like it she does it in a, in a different way than than right. what i would assume and leading into that scene too they had a date that night which is why he shows up to that bar at all, right? Yeah. And yeah. she she flat out to his face, cancels plans, and then goes out to do that, which shows that she's toxic herself and yeah. has this addiction and like mm. an anger inside of her. And with his character, him being so forgiving might be some insight into himself, realizing that everyone has done something wrong. And sometimes, you know, he wants to forget his past because we're all yeah. young and dumb. Which yeah, mirrors... and that's the one thing. Was, like, was, I think like... that's 
his perspective, he's just taking it as, oh, she just wanted a fedora one night stand. You know what I mean? He's not thinking any yeah. further. Right. Yeah. Because, okay, yeah. That does, it does make sense. Because, like, I, because, like, I think that might have slipped my mind because like when I was watching, I was like, "Does he know about any of this?" But then that now I I um, remember that entire scene where it's like she's sort of like going no lies no more. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. Except for kind my of. alter egos. Except for when I yeah. put on my bat suit. I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna set myself back as far as a man mm-hmm. saying this oh, but um yeah. that nurse outfit oh my god yeah maybe maybe yeah. that's just a thing for me but <laughs> i can see bailey staring into my soul right now like, uh, well, <laughs> it was, no, bailey, it was bailey. okay it was Don't... just weird it's like i very clearly knew this was she was going to die in this scene so my brain just oh. like put up oh a really wall. Yeah, I thought bro. she was gonna kill the guy in that room. Something was gonna like, happen. I was like, I'm I thought not she was going gonna come to... out all bloodied because she cut his neck and then all bloodied and killed Bill. Because they waited to sexualize her until the end. That's because they were finally sexualizing her. So it's like, oh, she's definitely she's something. Something's gonna go left. I thought she might like get seriously fucking injured or die. Is what I, I mean, thought. It, it opens with her being very drunk in that bar and like she like spreads her legs open. Mm-hmm. I guess true. That's true. That's a valid critique. That's a valid critique. But um, yeah, that, that going back to the final uh, uh, section. <laughs> t- t- te- technically, it's chapter four. We didn't talk about how this movie is in chapters. Five yes, chapters. I like that. Yeah, I did like that a lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, so in chapter four, when she shows up to the bachelor party. Um, you bring up a good point because she does hide the keys like mm-hmm. under the tire. Um, I should know the name, but uh, she also I gets rid of. Yeah, right. And she gets rid of the license plates like she literally throws them into the forest, which could also be her foreseeing something bad happening. I'm just dumb. I didn't pick up any of those. I'm just a dumbass for a rose of watching <laughs> this movie. That didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I was like, okay, she's she, she, she doing that. <laughs> That's dumb <laughs> me. This is what you do when you visit your friend's cottage. You just take off the plates, throw them in the bush, fucking throw them Okay, fine. I, I, I'm on board. Fucking, no, let's go. <laughs> fucking white people. Am I, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Taking off license plate, okay. That's what they do. They've got plenty of, money, plenty of money to replace them. <laughs> like tissues. No, that, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's what. Because I was just like, wait, those are moments that I had to click of, for, for me. I just thought, okay, she's just doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, Panda. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, I could see, like, you know, obviously she had everything in place to make sure if she went missing that the truth would come to light. So putting that together now, you know, with the license plates, mm-hmm. um, even wearing her necklace, I mean, that's the, uh, these dude bros being dumb and not, like, stripping her of anything that wouldn't burn. Well, yeah. 
Um, um, like you, you want to get because she knew they were that dumb because she's Batman, yeah. right? And she used her her bat milk to make sure that all the other dude bros would pass out. That, <laughs> oh my god! That scene, I was like, "What?" That was I was granted I was stoned when I was watching this, but I was laughing my ass off at that scene. I was like, "This is phenomenal." <laughs> this yeah, is, no, I I did, I did, I liked the dummy nature of it and the how. Bored oh no, not she was. me. That's what I. Okay, I yeah, thought it was me. like it was like first of all, there's probably some communities clipping this on Reddit right now, but the way she's oh, like, yeah, oh, just yeah. fucking open your mouth. It was like this is hilarious. I like this from the character's perspective. Like she hates this part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The editing, the editing in that scene is crazy too. Where there's a lot of close-ups of like her with her wig and makeup all done, and all the guys' mouths, and then it's cutting to like, um, you know, one of the guys' chests, and then it shows her unzipping a little bit, and then you got the sex doll mouth. Someone's like sticking their fingers in there, and then you get a little bit of like fabric with some man's hand grabbing themselves and yeah there's a lot of that there was a lot of that going on it just yeah i it's just that that entire (laughs) final part was was like a totally a misdirect for me a complete misdirect because i thought it was going to be like a normal thing she was going to go in do her business and then Get the guy to admit, or fucking maybe, maybe hurt the guy, and then and 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 burn the house down, or or some shit. But I, but yeah, that ending just like okay. She she as Bailey pointed out, we we're talking about this last last week. We're like okay, he became a martyr, at, mm-hmm. at the end ultimately. To, she decided to be a friend. martyr, yeah, yeah, for her friend yeah. or the cause or vengeance. But either way, she was um uh, she was okay. She was so entwined with her philosophy. She was okay with being the martyr for the cause, being the one who dies and then sends the text after she's dead. I did yeah. I did think about that um, quite a bit because <clears throat> with how far she let men go to prove a point, you know, Adrian Brody literally gets her underwear almost completely off and yeah. he gets a look. By the end of the film, where was I going with this? Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, uh, it's how far she's willing yeah, to let o- others go with herself, right? putting herself at risk, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing full. And, like, again, that goes back to the lawyer. The fact that he is bigger than her and that he's completely open and owns every bad thing he's done, she suddenly feels weak. And then at the end of the film, you know, uh, she takes care of business, makes sure all the men are knocked out because she drugged them. And then, you know, she strips down, which, pun intended, slightly, but not really, because she's dressed as a stripper, but she lays it all out on the line by revealing who she is to this uh Al Monroe. Right. Uh the the bachelor. Mm-hmm. Or not bachelor. Um Bachelor. He's a bachelor. The, the, the bachelor's party. Right, but yeah. aren't his friends the bachelors? 
as where he is oh maybe you know it's a bachelor party because he's still a bachelor until bachelor. he's married because right. it's a masculine right. society and it's only we're only Ask committed the unless there's a ring Ask so, the bachelor party connoisseur over here he fucking will, 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 will tell you yeah oh yeah but so she reveals her entire um existence as this persona that she has to the groom and and in that maybe there's some weakness because at that point she's ready to go all the way by harming someone i again i don't think she was going to murder him but she was going to mm -hmm. scar him horribly and um and then yeah then you get what some men would argue um is that men are stronger right so this yeah. guy literally rips out of his handcuffs and then smothers her to death yeah. and he, he doesn't stop because that's the male rage right right, right. yeah it yeah. is even at the point where she is unarmed like oh. sure he sure he's still handcuffed to the bed oh. but yeah. anyways the point i'm trying to get at is that yeah. um there's hints in there of the writing to show when she's in control, when she's not, even when she's in control, but she exposes her cards. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I feel like as you, you said, everything was, was according to plan. So maybe she was, she, she was meant to expose them. Fair. Early, but I don't know. I thought the way it was filmed, and oh my god, just to make sure I'm still above board, I have to communicate carefully, but I thought the way that the scene was filmed between him and her as she was becoming unalived, uh -huh. I don't want to give either party credit through the scene, but I thought actually a little different. I didn't think it was rage-filled. I thought in the gross, in the same gross, toxic feeling they were giving you the whole film, they were giving you that same weird, gross helplessness that he was feeling. Oh, absolutely. And in his mind, like, he didn't seem rage-filled, because in his mind, he was just doing what he had to do, which is ultimately gross and bad. Right. But that's, I thought it did a very good job doing that, which was weird and gross, and that's why the film still gets a seven in my mind. It was still good that right. way, but it was like, oh. weird and gross that way. Yeah. I agree, I agree, but also, even, like, you could argue that he was doing it for survival, even though he went way past what he should have, but he still had the information that there was a video out there of his mm -hmm. terrible actions from before, which, maybe not, maybe rage is the wrong word to use, but I think the whole movie shows that there's darkness in everyone mm -hmm. and he took it too far yeah like okay. i yeah because like i feel like at that point you're not really thinking you're gonna be trying to get out of that you're he's he when you're an animal in a cage which is essentially what he was you're going to try to get your way out of that and it's by any means necessary and it, uh, doing what he did was was the only way, and, and you don't think about anything else, right? Right. 
but okay mirroring that see i was i was thinking to myself and he's drunk right because it's his bachelor party and she was feeding him alcohol and all that um but alcohol doesn't excuse Mm -hmm. which goes back to the whole meaning of the movie is Mm -hmm. you know if you're intoxicated sure it doesn't help with your actions but morally because i believe that shit because i believe that shit wholeheartedly bro personally is like that's the thing there's a line there's a switch in people and that's why i think it's ultimately that gross commentary on toxic masculinity because ultimately if you're still the one you're still gonna keep your knee there like that wasn't it's still illustrated he still did it with intent even if he was panicking if that if you're still going to kill someone, you're still going to kill someone, and that's where the Batman shit comes in, and I'm kind of with it. And that's my personal morals, and that's very biased and subjective and hey, not Bat- objective. <clears throat> Batman doesn't kill. Well, clearly, <laughs> this Batman does. This Batman right. who, who <laughs> sexes. The Batman who sexes. She did not kill a single person. None, really? I thought it was implying that someone might have died. It was all just, like, uh, moral retribution. That's even more engaging, though. Yeah, I don't think he... Because she just scares them. That's what she does. She she, she scared McLovin. She she scared uh, the the dude who tried to pick her up. Right? She just... Oh, you're talking about uh, Richardson? I always forget his first name. Uh, Sam Ram Richardson, right? Paul, yeah, him, yeah. She she just scares. Yeah, fedora dude. Fedora will learn guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, do you want to come back to my parents' house? I want to be quiet. Sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that dig at, at me. That doesn't ha- hasn't ha- happened. That's the real, <laughs> the real relatable part for Raza. There, it's like it's not a white guy. He's wearing a fedora and he lives with his parents. That's me. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get that though. I need to get a food. So that guy was his Batman. So that was Raza's like, oh yeah, that's that's me at night. That's, okay, that's, ven- this, that's my this. vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he only gets like two scenes though. But that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> also makes sense for your life, bro. You're the side character in your own movie. It's okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do, I do love that brief little, little conversation that they have because he's like, Oh, you're that psycho bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Stay away yeah. from me. And yeah. she's like, Oh, you don't want any of this anymore? Like, and he's like, Oh, you women are always trying to do this, you know, ruin a good thing. And she's like, hey, when's the last time you got some booty in the daytime? Yeah. 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 Right. I, was, I was like, that's cold the entire right. time. The entire scene, again, it was like after, you know, what happened with Ryan, I thought it was sort of like she was getting more and more like, I, I don't know, she was getting more and more like. She wants to get it done. Like she, 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 she's getting more and more aggressive with this stuff. Like she, she's going more and more, like how Robert Pattinson went in in, in a Batman, like more and more, like obsessed. You're right. With this entire concept exactly. Exactly. is that like I saw it was taking a toll on her, and that's what sort of like 
the payoff was that. So. And that's where the Batman comparison comes from. That's, and it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works. It works. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So how do you yeah. gentlemen feel since we are having a natural lull here? We'll, we'll do our magic clapping to pretend there's an ad break. And then we'll do our buy it, rent it, skip it to summarize. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? All right, give me, okay. give me a, give me, give me a clap, Rosa. Give me a clap. Give me a clap. First time here. Not sure what we do. It's okay. Hence the name. It's marching into madness. It gets a little hectic. We're developing a whole network of content. So if you're watching us on Twitch, we're also on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, we're also on Spotify. Watch on Spotify. We're also on TikTok where on each of these platforms you'll be able to get a variety of content you like video games tune in with us as we have a relaxing time you want to hear about some news we got that too same podcast feed same ish different day well you know that's just the tip of the iceberg so why not jump in a little deeper we'll see you there at the depths of the ocean so ultimately now that we rambled for a bit whether you stopped at the beginning when to watch the movie and came back, or you've already seen it, or you're watching this live, which if you're listening to the recorded version, you should watch this live. We want to summarize, should you buy it, rent it, and or skip it? Now, we've all been pretty blanketed about our feelings. Uh, does anyone want to go first, or should I? You go first. Um, I would say rent it, and again, just LOL, add the, add the big, big CW concerns. You know, rent yeah. it. It's a good movie, but, you know, if you have some personal trauma involving very specific types of abuse or uh, going out, uh, please be very careful and, and apply with patience. Um, also, I thought if, if you want to be a, a film geek and you're, you're seeking out how to play like a character, like a lead role that the, the, you're not supposed to like, I think that would be a very good sample. I thought she did do a very good job of like playing oh, her nonchalant fantastic. character. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody did super well in that. Yeah, so an added, rented, if you're looking for that, like, character acting, I I would say rented for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I I went out and specifically bought the movie for this. Uh, I am a physical collector. So any physical collectors out there, I presume that you've seen this movie already. So if you like it, buy it, obviously. Um it's rated R. Uh, in Canada, it's 14A. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's no nudity, right? Yeah. Uh, lots of swearing. A good amount of swearing. There's no violence, and right? Minimal violence until the very Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Wait, where's yeah. the fucking second about that? Oh. Where's my brain at? One of, one of my favorite shots, by the way, is uh, her hand at the end when they're burning her body and she's got oh, yeah. all the colorful fingernails and then he just kicks the hand into the fire. Love that yeah. shot. But yeah, um, it's too late for me to say this because if you've listened this far, um, for those who have trigger, trigger warnings um, or who wish to be aware of trigger warnings go to that web website or check imdb um because there's quite a list from mental illness to death mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i approve 
buy it, rent it, watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, at least I want to say rent it because it's it's like, it's a movie that's like, on your first watch if you're paying attention, which I w- wasn't, you're gonna be able to follow and get all the meat of the the story. Uh, and like, it's, it's a good, I, I think it it's a movie that should be watched at least once, at least once by people who are, who, who are like us in our demographic. It's a very like timely mo- movie. I think it's like for a wide swath of demographics. So like rent it. If it's on Netflix, definitely watch it, uh, stream it. Uh, if it's, you know, movie that you want to watch over and over again but i think i rent it because it's like a good um inside view of like a specific trauma and it helps you sort of understand it right and then again it's funny in a very dark way and it's got that femme fatale vibe where a female spider going after yes disgusting men yes yeah basically yeah it's 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 like revenge prawn to a degree well that's i mean what, like, uh i don't it, know that's a weird comparison it was coming up <laughs> on one, when, when i went online they were like yeah this movie is in that realm so this is what they're saying this is not what i'm saying wait well. hold on the movie is literally about that that video yeah that's what the video is the video the topic yeah. is revenge that and then yeah. so he's saying it's the same thing he's saying it's just as bad as the thing it's making Jesus. commentary about that's hilarious no, it, it, it's like in that category of of like genre like of like how like, like old boy love like how it's it's being told like i guess old boy but like toned down a lot yeah. you, it's you, more you subtle know, it's more like not in your face for um, revenge. That's I mean, it's pretty clear from the beginning that she's she's on a mission. Yeah, but the, yeah. people don't get hit with hammers, right? <laughs> in, the, in, the, in this one, only pillows. Pillows are a lot. Only soft pillows. Yeah, <laughs> and at the, at the end, there isn't like a one like twenty fight sequences in in this movie. In this movie, it's a lot more. Uh, artsy what that right and it actually uh, tells people to, to think more <laughs> fair <laughs> enough good good save good save you i think you rewinded it well so our last section of this movie madness i'm gonna do some editing magic so we'll we'll tap in on what raza wants you guys to watch for next week or if not just tune in next episode find out take the pause watch the film Second take, if you've watched this far, you're liking what you're watching, we're watching The Big Sick for February 6th, starring Kumail Nanjani, and the director is Michael Showalter. Check it out, tune in, tune in live, watch the recorded version, it's gonna be here, wherever you're watching or listening, is gonna be here. Raza, I got a big question for you today. Got a big question for you today. Was Tom Cruise in this movie. I think he was. I think he was one of the cops r- 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 running at the end towards 
Al Mon Mon Al Monroe. <laughs> yeah. no, he's like definitely that. in. He's definitely in a different bar. Yeah, she is. Yeah, he was one of the extras oh. in the bar. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> and you can't bar, see him so. because he's so short. This <laughs> 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 isn't a Tom Cruise movie where the, it he he's on those those steps and the the camera's angled purposely. This is not one of his. He's an extra here. Sorry, Tom. This doesn't work. The the female character demands heels. You're not gonna be able to match like, her. <laughs> I was in Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, it's a realistic cocktail too where he's standing behind the bar and you just can't see him you just can't see him he's like you see a hand going back and forth <laughs> i never did see cocktail that's one to put on the list that's a good one so anybody uh panda you're new here everybody else they've heard us jibber jabber for a while panda do you have do you have anything to say you want to say anything to the crowd before i just rant about what links you can find us at Okay, um, by the time this video is put out on YouTube, I will have a link tree, and I'll make sure that is in the description. Yeah. And, uh... Go, go follow me. Watch <laughs> lots of movies. Get, get yes. a collection as big as his. Buy lots of memorabilia. No, don't waste your money, kids. It's an addiction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, stop buying Gundam. Yeah, just don't, listen don't, to us. Don't, don't buy any of the shit. Just listen to us. Yeah, just listen to us. Yeah, this is all. This is. If you haven't been, been doing that, then oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Okay, all right. So you know what it is. We got uh, movie madness. You're listening to this on the same ish different day feed. If you're if you're not listening to that, then what you do, you go over there, and this is you can hang out with me and Raza. It's more of a traditional podcast. We also like to touch base on the news. Just like we do here, we like to have some fun as well as just jibber-jabber about some bullshit. We're on the TikToks. Raza's helping us do that every day. We've got two YouTube channels, three technically. On top of that, you can catch us on IG. And we have a Patreon that I need to fix up, but I've been a little lazy with. Overall, what we need you to do, go to Spotify, hit that download button. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. This, uh,